It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What is going on? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's episode. Today, I have a special treat for you. It is a jam-packed episode. Getting the chance to talk with Brandon Bailey. We are going to talk all about Tommy John surgery and the process that a pitcher goes through with this surgery. It's, it's something that every baseball fan is aware of, but I don't think we really know. I don't think we really get what each pitcher goes through. So we're going to talk with Brandon Bailey all about that today. Before I jump into that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms, whether it be the radio.com app, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you've got. Hit that subscribe button. I'm bringing you Reds each and every day here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. You can also follow me for more content on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. And for reactions, comments, questions, whatever you've got, 513-549-0159. That's the number to call or text the Lockdown Reds line. All right, let's welcome in Brandon Bailey. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's uh, I really appreciate being able to come back on the show. It was a lot of fun the first time and Looking forward to having a nice conversation with you again. Man, it's it's great to have you. I'm not going to lie. I was watching a little Winter Soldier leading up to this, so I've got Marvel on the brain and stuff like that. Cause so my first question will be, uh, Tommy John is a um, it's an injury that every single baseball fan knows the name of. But if you get them into a conversation as to the the depth of it, it's like, okay, well, we know that the pitcher's probably not coming back this season. He'll be back next season. Uh, but that's kind of where the understanding ends. And me and you were talking about this a little bit off air. There's some that think that it's uh, very, very detrimental to the career of a pitcher. And then there's some who uh, – thinking of Marvel, is like their UCL got bit by a radioactive spider and they're amazing now. So I'm sure reality lies somewhere in between. Start me off with this because this is your second time going through this. What does it entail for you? Uh, Yeah, so the first time I had Tommy John surgery, I was 17 years old and had just finished my junior year of high school at Broomfield High uh, here in Colorado. And uh, the first time I had the surgery, they, Dr. Schneider of Panorama Orthopedics did my surgery here in Colorado. And we had a few choices we could make on how we were wanting to attack the surgery. First off, you have to choose a ligament or another part of your body that you want to replace your old, old ulnar collateral ligament. That's kind of hard to say. Um, <laughs> old ulnar collateral ligament. And 
we decided to take uh, a tendon from my right hamstring uh, just because typically uh, tendons in the hamstring seem to be a little bit stronger than from another area of the body, which uh, a ligament is typically taken, which is your wrist of your opposite throwing hand. Uh, so the first time I had the surgery, um, we chose to go with the right hamstring uh, for the graft. And, you know, the surgery went 100% uh, according to plan. It was uh, definitely successful because um, after recovering in 2012, um, I was able to start pitching again 11 months post-surgery, which is um, what some people would say on the fast track because typically it takes anywhere from a full year to some guys take even 15, 16 months before they're fully back uh, pitching in games. So I definitely felt like uh, my program and just following uh, Dr. Schneider's uh, the protocols in terms of uh, what he wanted me to do and to come back fully healthy worked great. Uh, so for the second surgery and the second time around, um, I was very blessed that the Cincinnati Reds gave me the opportunity to work with Dr. Schneider again, just because we all knew that I had confidence in him to do a great job, but then also because I had such a great success uh, from the first surgery. So obviously after taking the tendon out of my right hamstring, uh, that was not an option this time around. So we went with uh, a ligament in my left wrist. And luckily for me, uh, the doctor said that my ligament was definitely uh, stronger and then most ligaments that he sees um, when replacing the original UCL uh, in Tommy John surgery. So I've been very blessed with strong ligaments and strong tendons in my body uh, to help me through this process. And now it's just all about uh, taking it one day at a time uh, with the rehab and just trying to have that uh, laser focus to do everything that I can to, you know, feel my body with the best nutrition, uh, get proper sleep to help with recovery and then uh, attacking physical therapy with reckless abandonment to make sure that I can do everything I can be with, uh, do everything I can to be ready for 2022 season. When did you first notice that there might be uh, something amiss with your uh, throwing arm? Yeah. So I think I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I think um, unfortunately I'm probably not going to be the only pitcher that this is going to happen to this year. Um, and I think COVID and the weird season and how we had started spring training early in 2020 and everything was normal. And then there was the, you know, three and a half or four months shutdown. And then we all tried to really ramp up super quick just to try and make a 60 game season happen. And then immediately going into an off season, it's just very unprecedented and uncharted waters um, for all professional uh, baseball players. Uh, so I think that might've had something to do with um, this unfortunate event in my career. Uh, I remember at, at the end of November, I was already starting to throw again and it just, it felt fine. There was nothing wrong. Like I could throw uh, completely normal and everything, but it just didn't feel 100% right. So I talked to the Reds and they had me get an MRI out here in Colorado, which is where I was training for the off season. MRI came back completely normal, no issues. Um, there was just, uh, a, it showed signs of just a slight uh, strain of my forearm muscle and my pronator. 
so that was nothing to be alarmed about. And I just rehabbed that for the month of December and then went down to Arizona early and good year at the spring training complex and reported with the rehab group just so I could uh, start working with the Reds and the physical therapists and the athletic training staff hands-on uh, just to try and get me ready for spring training 2021. And unfortunately, somewhere in that process of uh, me starting uh, a return to throw program, throwing program, excuse me, uh, I just never could feel 100%. And uh, I decided to get another MRI. And unfortunately, this one came back with some pretty bad news. It was a partial tear of the UCL. And um, I looked at it two ways. I could dwell on this because I'm one of the few guys that has to have Tommy John for a second time in their career, or I can take this as an opportunity to get better, uh, as crazy as that sounds. And, right. you know, the more and more Tommy John is being performed on athletes in professional baseball, doctors and organizations are finding that these are more so temporary fixes. This isn't something where, okay, well, you get it once, and yeah, there's a few outcasts that um, have to have it a second time. But if you get it one time, it's going to last you the rest of your career. That's unfortunately not the case. And what they're finding is if you, if your graft from your first surgery lasts you anywhere from seven to 10 years, that's like a huge success. So in my situation, it lasted almost 10. Uh, that made me feel pretty confident and optimistic that going through this process, once again, um, I could uh, return to normal and compete at the highest level um, starting in 2022. And hopefully I'm pitching for uh, another 10 years in the big leagues. That's that's the goal. That's my uh, driving force and my motivating factor within. Coming up, I asked Brandon about the moment where he realized that something was amiss. Before I get to that, though, I want to let you know the best place to find the next part for your car is rockauto.com. Check them out. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need. And when you're in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff sent you from the Locked On Reds podcast. Rockauto.com makes it easy to find the part for your car with an easy to use interface on the left side that has every single car company that you can think of. Find your make, find your model. They've got a drop-down list of every single part for your car. Check out rockauto.com, and when you're checking out, type in Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us area. rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need, and they will deliver them right to your door when you order them. You don't even have to get out. That's rockauto.com and the How'd You Hear About Us section. Type in Locked On. And after today's Locked On Reds, go check out Locked On Bets for the best bet in sports today. When it comes to uh, just the moment, was there kind of like a twinge or was it a gradual feeling? Uh, I would definitely say it was more of a gradual thing. And that that was what was so frustrating about uh, this happening for a second time. Because in my first surgery, I was pitching in a game and I felt a clear cut pop and I knew exactly what had happened. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it, what had just happened in my elbow. Whereas this time it was, I could always throw, you know, at like 60 to 70% light, long toss, no issues. And, but then it was those times where, all right, we need to start trying to ramp it up, you know, and uh, throwing uh, more at maximal effort levels uh, that I would just be like, you know, I can do this. It just, but it just doesn't, it's not 
right, you know. So that that was definitely the fr- most frustrating part for sure. What kind of response did you get from David Bell and from Derek Johnson and, and those guys in the organization? Uh, uh, that was uh, one of the things that made me feel uh, even more confident and uh, just at ease with what had happened. Uh, just being able to have conversations with guys like David Bell, um, Nick Crawl, Kyle Bodie, Derek Johnson, Eric Diggers, um, all of those guys were extremely supportive and understanding, um, you know, it's just one of those things that it happens and they made me, uh, understand that, you know, my job's not in jeopardy, you know, you're not going anywhere, you know, it's just a really unfortunate thing that has happened in your career. And, um, they made me feel very confident that if I just put in the work, if I do everything according to plan, follow the Cincinnati Reds guidance in terms of a rehab and physical therapy and do everything that I possibly can do to be uh, the best version of myself come this time next year that, you know, I would have an opportunity to try and compete for a roster spot for the 2022 season. And um, it just gave me that peace of mind because, you know, some athletes, when you get injured, you just kind of feel uh, alone. You kind of feel down on yourself. You kind of start to go through those negative thoughts. Well, if, what if I don't come back the same? What if I lose my job? What if I get cut and um, I have to, I'm jobless and I don't have anywhere to turn? Uh, having those guys each individually sit down with me and kind of clear the air in terms of knowing that I can pitch and I can pitch at a high level and, and that, that there was a reason that the Reds traded for me, uh, it definitely made me feel um, a sort of peace of mind with the decision to go, go through with the surgery and just do everything I can to be ready for 2022. It's awesome to know that you've got that kind of support. And I know that that's something that like, like with Sean Doolittle coming to Cincinnati, people were talking to him, asking him what he's most excited about. And it sounds like that you're echoing that sentiment as well, that the, the guys that are running at least the pitching side of things are just so, uh, very much in tune with their players, not only with the analytics aspect, but also the the human element. That's you know that's something that you can't really quantify with numbers. Though I, I get the feeling, just based on what I've read, it, it, did, were you presented with like some kind of algorithm from Kyle Bodie? Was he like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're ready to go once you're ready to hit the ground running. Uh, that's funny uh, that you <laughs> say that because uh, me and Kyle definitely had. Um, some one-on-one conversations just about, um, you know, the, just the unfortunate event that had occurred, but he, he reassured me that, you know, the Reds were going to have a very detail oriented game plan for me to, to return to my best form and then hopefully come back even better, which made me feel optimistic. And, you know, just reading some of the articles that were written about Hunter Green uh, and his process, um, through Tommy John and going through rehab with the Cincinnati Reds uh, and just working with Kyle, it definitely made me feel like this is an opportunity to improve my game. You know, I understand that there are definitely some uh, arm action uh, mechanical inefficiencies uh, in my delivery that need to be improved. And Eric Jagers has already kind of provided me with a detailed uh, video kind of breaking down uh, what I do well in my mechanics versus what I need to do a little bit differently. Um, and that also helps having the driveline, uh, background that 
Jags, Kyle, and I all have is we can speak in terms of those biomechanic reports that we get from motion capture and driveline. Uh, and it's a really clear cut and detailed uh, black and white uh, plan that's in place in order for me to come back and hopefully have a better uh, arm action in itself, but then also throw harder and just uh, have a better chance of having a long and injury-free career path going forward. So uh, definitely had some good conversations with Kyle and looking forward to working with him, especially during the early stages of this process, because he's going to be still down in Arizona working with the minor league camp uh, at the start of April and into early May. When you're when you're going through all these different uh, just days where it's all about recovery and stuff like that, are you binging anything? Do you, do you have like a series or a movie that you're watching? Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, have a, a couple things going. Uh, me and the girlfriend have been watching a lot of Modern Family uh, on Hulu, just because now uh, they offer all. I think it's like. 15 seasons of modern family. Uh, so that's exciting where it's just, uh, kind of has that similar feel to like shows like the office, um, just with like interviews of the characters and whatnot. And it's pretty funny. Uh, so we're enjoying that. Uh, we also watched a season of survivor on Netflix, which was really fun just because, uh, believe it or not, I had never really gotten into the show. You know, I'd seen it on TV and I would, uh, just randomly watch an episode here or there, but I didn't really understand what was going on and all of the strategy that goes behind, you know, survivor and, and what it takes to kind of be the last man standing. So just to be able to see a full season from start to finish. And now I'm like, man, where has this been all my life? I love this show. <laughs> um, so, so that's definitely new. Uh, and then I, I watched uh, the last dance, uh, for the third time, believe it or not, and uh, just kind of the story of Michael Jordan. And I think uh, that that documentary in itself has already kind of put me in the right frame of mind in which I need to be able to attack this second Tommy John uh, with ferocious and for, with just like kind of that ferocious mentality. Um, you know, just that Michael jo- Jordan killer instinct and just that refusal uh, to fail and that refusal to lose um, is exactly what I needed. It was almost therapeutic in a sense. So those have been the three things that I've been watching as of late. Uh, really looking forward to, you know, the new episodes of This Is Us and The Good Doctor. Those are staples with me and my girlfriend. Nice. Um, but they've been releasing really slow. So, uh, <laughs> And then obviously counting down the days till The Mandalorian uh, and the, the new season and uh, things like that, for sure. Did you ever get into like Clone Wars or Rebels or anything like that? Uh, it's funny that you say that because that's on my to-do list. Um, I heard originally that uh, the Clone Wars uh, was made for like kids um, to kind of get into Star Wars, but then uh, uh, the Star Wars and the Lucasfilms franchise quickly realized that you know it was actually grown-ups that were watching this uh <laughs> yes. comic version of the the star wars story and they were like okay like we need to kind of really gear this back uh to just everyone uh because that it was it was originally made for kids and they realized that you know no it's the diehard grown-ups that are really watching this stuff and uh we there's a really a great opportunity to tell a untold story uh, just in the Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker saga. Um, so that's definitely on my to-do list. Uh, haven't gotten around to it yet. 
I highly, highly recommend both. Uh, I know that it, it's something funny because my wife always laughs. She's like, you're watching a cartoon. I'm like, but you don't understand the depth of storytelling that Star Wars uses with these cartoons. It, it's so fantastic. I highly recommend both. And, of course, the final season of Clone Wars is just the deepest. But when you look at the rest of the show, it's it's phenomenal. And then you even mentioned Survivor as well. That's something that me and my wife watch quite a bit of we go through all the different seasons and watch you know you, you find like all-star seasons and stuff and and you want to go back and you're like okay well let's see how this guy won or let's see how that girl won her season or something like that and it's it i think most people kind of think of it as a reality tv show that they sort of dismiss but it's really entertaining i i really enjoy it but uh we're gonna talk a little bit more about his timetable kind of based on his first experience with tommy john also take a look at some players that he talked to after the injury happened before we get into that though i wanted to point out if you're feeling good about where the reds currently sit as far as odds to win the NL Central, betonline.ag is the place to go. They are the official sports gambling sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. And when you set up your account today, type in the promo code Locked On to get 50% more on your initial deposit. And you can use that extra money to throw on the Reds, who are currently plus 350. Their odds actually haven't changed as much as I thought. I kind of thought the Brewers would jump ahead of the Reds with their signing of Jackie Bradley. But Bet Online still has them tied with the Brewers at plus 350 to win the NL Central. Currently, the Cardinals are at plus 105. So lots of people throwing on they think that the Cardinals will win the division. And if you think that the Reds will Go over to betonline.ag, set up your account, enter the promo code locked on to get 50% more added on to your initial deposit, and throw that money on the Reds to win the NL Central. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. And before we finish up with Brandon Bailey today, wanted to point out that tomorrow is Division Day. Lucas Smith joins me from Locked On Cardinals to talk about the Reds and Cardinals ahead of the 2021 season. You can check out Division Day every single Wednesday across the Locked On MLB channel. You'll get to hear the Pirates and the Brewers talking tomorrow as well. And they've got all other divisions as well. Check them out. That's Division Day on the Locked On MLB Network. Have they given you, I know that there's always sort of that general timetable, but how long did it take you the first time and, and how do you derive that this go around? Yeah. So kind of like I mentioned earlier, um, my first go around back in 2012, uh, 2013, um, it took me about 11 months before I returned to a game. And, you know, the rehab was a, a grueling process because not only did I have to rehab my arm, but I also had to rehab uh, my right leg. So that was a pretty challenging uh, aspect of the recovery process. But this time around, I'm really looking forward to sitting down with the physical therapy team, the athletic training staff, the strength and conditioning staff, uh, the mental skills staff, along with Kyle and the data and analytics team and Eric Jaggers and Derek Johnson and the pitching staff just and Casey Weathers, the rehab coordinator, just to get a detailed plan in place. So that way I'm covering all of my bases. You know, my goal, I would say, you know, obviously I'm not going to be pitching this season, unfortunately, which kind of gives me 
that flexibility to not feel rushed during this process. You know, I can really take my time and listen to my body and make sure that I'm doing everything I can to remain healthy. That's priority number one. And then to not have setbacks. So my goal, I think, would be to be 100 uh, percent arm arm health by you know February of next year and then ready to start competing uh, against hitters by no later than March of next year. So that way I can hopefully show up in the spring training might be just slightly behind everybody else, but hopefully can break camp, uh, giving myself a chance to maybe compete for a bullpen spot with a big league team or, and if not starting in AAA and just doing everything that I can just to get back in competition mode and the flow of the game, uh, thinking uh, about scouting reports and competing against hitters that's all that I can ask for. So that that's really the game plan. I would say it's about a, a year timeline, uh, and I'm going to do everything that I can to take the next 12 months or 365 days to improve my game and be an even better pitcher than what I was, uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago. Who reached out to you on the team as far as like you know guys on the roster and stuff like that to kind of give you some encouragement? Uh. I had a really unique bond with Lucas Sims because Lucas lives out in Phoenix uh, during the off season. And he was coming in early with just with the rehab group uh, because he had a, uh, an elbow injury, very minor, not, nothing uh, to be alarmed about of any kind, but just our, me having the opportunity to get to know him on a one-on-one basis before everyone showed up to camp. Uh, it definitely made me feel like I already had, you know, a friend within the team. So that, that was really nice and encouraging. And once I got the bad news, you know, he definitely reached out while I was still at camp and and we chatted about it and he was, you know, very optimistic and just made me feel uh, like I had someone that if I ever wanted to talk or uh, he was there for me. And then um, I got the really unique uh, chance to meet my, one of my uh, childhood idols as crazy as it sounds in sunny gray um, and talk to him a little bit. Uh, and you know, he, it's, it's kind of a funny story. So, uh, obviously I was there for the first couple of weeks of camp and I was suiting up, but I didn't have baseball pants on, you know, but I, I was there just wanting to be around the guys watching cold pens, watching batting practice and just kind of wanted to be a part of the team, you know, especially as a new guy, I wanted to show that I'm a team player. And just because I was injured, uh, that didn't mean that I was just going to not stop I was just going to stop showing up to camp and just do my own thing. You know, I definitely wanted the guys to know that, you know, Hey, yeah, I'm hurt, but I'm going to be supporting you guys and uh, thinking about you guys and doing what I can to make sure that I'm ready to help this team next year. And so I was standing there uh, watching Sonny Gray uh, uh, throw in the outfield. And then he came up to me and he was like, Hey man, you know, we're, uh, we're doing PSPs. And I was like, oh, I'm not a coach. I- I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, I just thought because you're, you know, you're wearing shorts. And I was like, yeah, no, uh, I'm actually a player. Um, I just got traded over from Houston. And then we, you know, had an introduction, like introduction conversation. And uh, it was just a surreal moment for me just to be like, I've been watching this guy pitch since he was back at Vanderbilt University. And just thinking, man, if I could be half as good as this guy is one day, that would be surreal. And he just said some really nice words. He was like, you know, the hardest part is going to be uh, the mental grind uh, of the injury. But, you know, he, he kind of referenced how great the Reds are 
and the resources that I have at my disposal um, for this process. And he was, uh, he was more than encouraging for me to kind of go with the team and, you know, just be around the guys uh, just to help bridge that gap of the new guy on the block. And, you know, just because I'm hurt doesn't mean I'm not a part of the team. So uh, those, those two guys in particular uh, made me feel very welcome. So he saw you in shorts, and that was kind of like going into Target and seeing somebody in a red shirt and asking where they can find the uh, bread. Exactly. Yeah, it was something <laughs> very similar to that. But I, like I said, I didn't knock him at all because I I would have assumed I was a coach too. Because you know you see this guy from the very first practice, he's he's here all the time, but he's not practicing. So um, they they probably thought I was like a a video guy or an intern or uh, like I like a skill development coach or something along those lines. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Dude, I, we are definitely rooting for a speedy recovery and seeing you back on the mound next season for the Reds specifically. I want you to be pitching for the Red Legs, man, because I'm, I'm really rooting for a quick recovery for you. And uh, uh, we'll definitely be talking to you again uh, probably here pretty soon. Well, thanks for having me on. Like I said, it's always a pleasure. And uh, obviously – I'll be watching the team and uh, pulling for all the guys to have a very successful season and uh, hopefully can get back to the playoffs. So go Reds. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, make sure that you are subscribed on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. But that'll do it for us here today. Tomorrow is Division Day. Lucas Smith from the Locked On Cardinals podcast joins me. We're going to talk about all Reds Cardinals stuff. So you're not going to miss that. I will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.